Great to have your company. We are the V8 Sleuth team. This is our podcast series, and on this episode, it's a classic car episode. Aaron Noon with you. Will Dale is here as well. Hello, Will. Hello. We are going to take a look at a car that has an amazing record. Ford fans will get frothy at the mouth about this one. It's the Dick Johnson John Bauer 1994 Bathurst winning Falcon. I've never seen a battle for the lead in my life like this. This is incredible. The last laps recorded by Dickie Johnson and Bradley Jones, both down at the 2 minute 14. That's pretty quick for this end of the day at Bathurst. Side by side under brakes and JB will sneak through. They both lock the inside left. Dick and yourself have done a mighty job. The chequered flag is out for you. The winners of the great race, Dick Johnson and John Bauer. Some great memories there, some awesome results and it's a chance for us we would have a look at a car that Started its life as a Ford Falcon EB to those chassis nerds out there and here, of which we are too. <laughs> yes. uh, it's EB5, but it's a car that, for all of its amazing achievements and history, does not exist anymore. We'll cover off that later in the podcast, mm. but it's a starring car, no matter which way you look at it. Absolutely. You look at the amount of... You look purely at its Bathurst record, the fact that it is a Falcon that won the Bathurst 1000. There aren't many cars that did that. True. And it, especially in an era where... That car's win in 94 was the first time a Falcon had won at Bathurst since 1981. Mm. And there would only be one more Falcon win at Bathurst after it for the next 10 years, the balance of the next 10 years. The car we're talking about, uh, its crowning achievement is clearly winning Bathurst, but it also was an Australian Touring Car Championship winning car in the hands of John Bauer. So it started its life in early 1994 as an EB. It's John Bauer's car. I mean, Mm. it won Bathurst as car 17, but it's the guts of its racing career, it was John Bauer's car. For the back end of the 94 championship, it was rested from the Sandown 500, so it's it's not the car that they won Sandown in. No. Uh, they won Bathurst, then it becomes Bowers for the Touring Car Championship the following season, which he wins with a pile of wins and poles. Then he keeps it for 1996. It didn't race at Bathurst 95. Yeah, it's Bathurst 94 win. He's the only Enduro that car did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it won, so mm. good success rate. Yeah. And then, of course, it remains John Bowers' car in his title defence in 1996 as the number one Shell FAI Falcon before it met an untimely end down at Phillip Island with that massive rollover after he and Craig Lowndes fired off the road on the early lap of, uh, well, first lap of what, race two, mm. um, and such was the damage that it was scrapped, yes. which even Dick and JB these days would admit that it probably could have been saved, but in the grand scheme of things, they weren't thinking about values and restorations of race cars. They were just thinking about getting the new body shell, building the next car, and away they go. It was an old car. It was shunted. It wasn't useful anymore. Hey, tell you what, its racing life was damn useful. You, oh, you've done yes. the numbers on this. What was its success rate over the course of championship races and non-championship? So DJR EB5 did a total of 51 races, whether it was... Touring car rounds, whether it was Bathurst or or support races, 51 races, 17 race wins. Is that number again? Yeah, 17. 17. That is a strike rate of one in three. It's not bad, is it? But, <laughs> it's going but, pretty well, yeah. But it only ever races car 17 once. Correct. Bathurst 1994. Otherwise, it was number 18 or, or in 96, it was, it was number one. Mm. So when we talk non-championship events that this car competed at, um, obviously Bathurst is not part of the championship, mm. uh, Adelaide Grand Prix. Yep. 1995, won uh, both, one both of those races. Uh, the Peter Brock Classic, which was also later that year at Calder Park under lights. Um, well, one race in the late afternoon and one race in the night. Um, Albert Park Grand Prix the next year and the Gold Coast. 
mm. the following year, 1996, and won both those races. So was it a period where John Bauer, it was really, that was the top of his tenure with DJR? Mm. It was a, a period where DJR really hit on a period of success by working out a key setup feature. And it's one of those things where you look at where the team is now, aligned with Penske, mm. big US Goliath, you wind the clock back to 1994, <laughs> Penske shock absorbers were at the heart of this car's success. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it's funny how the world works in mm. the years that have followed, what, 25 years later, mm. and uh, it's DJR Team Penske. You would have never predicted that back in 1994. Mm. For mine, Will, I think this is the best DJR Falcon. I think this is better than any other DJR Falcon bar True Blue. Okay. I think this is better than yeah. Green's Tough. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, Certainly on a results and success basis, absolutely, hands down. The romanticism of the race fans, particularly DJR fans, will be, Green Stuff was an amazing car. And when I say Green Stuff, I'm talking the 84 championship winning car that replaced the crashed. The one that lives on. The one one that's not a paperweight. Yeah, yeah. Anyone's got one of those paperweights? (laughs) I saw one recently, yeah. Did you see it on eBay? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Did you buy it? No. (laughs) should have. The thing that I love about this car is- its success is amazing. I love that it's a Bathurst winner. I love that it's a championship winner. I love that it was converted. It was an EB when it started. For 95, it was an EF, so there was a, um, a different rear parcel shelf. It was a big process, actually, to change one of these cars from one model to the next. Well, copped a new logbook as well. That's right. Well, DJ himself retains the logbook from this car. It's the only thing that exists of it, um, sadly. Although the, the winning 94 Bathurst bonnet... Signed by all the drivers from the team that year, Dick, John Bow, Alan Grice, Steve Johnson, sat on the wall at DJR Workshop for a long time. It's not up there last time I was there, but I think it is retained in storage. So, I hope so. That'd be worth a bit. It's, yeah, it's yeah. one of the few. As panels. JB said in our, in our podcast with him, you could build a car from that. You probably could. Um, I'm sure others have built cars from less. Mm. But the thing that springs into my mind about this car. It came. Its championship win came against the odds in terms of what happened with the earthquake in Japan at Kobe, the the Japanese Dunlop headquarters where the tyres for five litre touring car racing at the time were produced, and much uh, much of Dunlop's production throughout Japan and the Asian region, all of flattened. Dunlop's production, yeah, Kobe was flattened. The factory was flattened. So um, that was, meant yeah. that the tyres that they had plotted and planned to have produced for that year were in short supply and then they virtually ran out and before they turned manufacturing to, I think it was the UK, to Birmingham from memory, to keep them rolling to the point where Dick Johnson virtually sacrificed his 95 Touring Car Championship uh, to give John Bow the run of whatever tyres were left before the, the, the new stock arrived. You talk about team efforts, that is the ultimate team play right there. DJ's realising, well, look, John's got a chance at winning a title here for the team. And as we've been doing research for our Dick Johnson Racing Cars... Which we will cover off very shortly, book. As we've been doing research for the book, we've talked to Dick, we've talked to JB, talked to Ross Stone as well, Mm -hmm. and each of them has has retold the story about how, as they were clearing the rubble of the Dunlop factory in Kobe, they were pulling out tyres, putting them on a boat, sending them to Australia. And it was that level of effort that allowed John to win that title because they also pulled the moulds out and sent them to the UK 
But when they made the tyres with the exact same moulds, the exact same ingredients, they weren't the same when they got put on the race car. They just didn't feel quite the same or deliver quite the same performance. Every lap in under a minute means every second matters. Bosch Power Tools Perth Super Sprint, May 17 to 19. Book now at Tick Attack. Supercars, unforgettable. It was amazing that he was able to win that championship because the stock supply ran out of what they had up their sleeve. But you look at his results in the 95 championship and they're ones and twos with a few. I mean, it slowed later in the year. Like you look at Wanneroo, which is probably the and hardest the, and, track on tyres. And that one was what triggered a lot of people to what was going on with the Ford mm. body shells at the time because remember that there was a, a dash for cash. It used to be the by that stage it wasn't for qualifying positions, but it was a Sunday morning three lap blast. A literal dash for cash. It, it was. Um and there was a crash off the start line where Bow was involved and the the bonnet just folded back like it folded back like paper mache. Yeah. And it made people go Hang on a second. Uh, yeah. So then obviously it all blew up that they were actually running lightweight body shells. Um mm. And everyone twigged onto it a little bit later as to of which what this was going car, on. it must be said, it was not a lightweight body shell. It did run lightweight panels, Correct. but the actual shell itself was. But it got everyone looking in and sniffing as to what was going on with with the Fords. Uh, but of course, he finished off that year's championship in perfect style. So it was Bow versus Seaton versus Brock mm. for the the championship going into the last round at Oran Park. To the point where Seaton's team and Johnson's team wheeled out a third car, Alan Grice in the Peter Jackson number six car, Stephen Johnson in the digital sponsored number 19, not the Fuddruckers. Fuddruckers was the year before. <laughs> and Bow got the job done. I mean, he brained him. He took pole position. Uh, he won both the races. He was a bit of a jet around Oran Park in that era, particularly in qualifying. Probably um, the worst part of his day was he copped a kiss from Dick Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> got, a, got, a, got a sucker right on the lips yeah. by uh, the team boss. I think it's the only time you'll ever see DJ handing out uh, kisses to teammates. But this car's achievements, DJ EB5, we've covered off championship winning car, Bathurst winning car. We've done the numbers, 51 races all time. Three did not finish as one of which is the the, the crash at Phillip Island that, that ended it. Mm. Um I think they had one at Eastern Creek under lights in 96 on the short track when it ran out of brakes and one at Malalar in 94 when I think he hit the back of someone off the top of my head or something. Sounds about something right. Something yeah. happened anyway. But otherwise, lots of ones, twos and threes in terms of its results, lots of pole positions. And uh, sadly, this car's not around. Although EB3, the one of the preceding cars, um, has been well kind of restored to look like the Bathurst winning 94 car. Mm. Um, it's the 93 crash car that Dick had the big shunt in with Bill O'Brien. But mm. it's really sad that this piece of Bathurst and touring car and supercar championship history is no longer here for us to enjoy because even if it was a bit torn up and crashed, um, we've seen far worse cars be repaired or rebirthed or returned eventually over time. Um, think of what that thing would be worth. For sure. And the fact that it... This is a part of the car's story that we're still in the process of researching for the book. We know what happened to it, but my understanding at the moment, and we'll talk to the people involved to clear this up and double check, is that the car just sat around. This is back when DJR was still based at Acacia Ridge. so Before they were in their current home in, in Stapleton. Mm. And they just ran out of room. It came time to have to move to Stapleton, something that happened quite quickly and just decided well there's no point bringing that 
Yeah. If you had your time again, eh? Here at V8 Sleuth, we've got so many stories of cars that were destroyed, crushed, sold, broken up. Thankfully, there's not as many as you would think, but whenever there's a Bathurst winning car or a championship winning car involved, it hurts. But when it's a double whammy and yeah. it's both, <laughs> yeah. oh, that stings. That stings really badly. But the fact is uh, the car's pilot survived a big, big accident. Um, it will forever be- A big, be- big accident that we have never actually seen. No, the, the cameras cut away off the Channel 7 vision at the time to Craig Lowndes firing off the road, and by the time they the director cut back, there was JB barrel rolling already and he'd already landed. And he's still never found, and he spoke about it uh, on our podcast. He was episode one of the V8 Sleuth podcast series, so if you haven't heard it, jump on, go back through all of our previous episodes and have a listen. The man that jumped the fence to help him out of the car, who was a spectator at the track that day, has never in 23 years come forward and mm. JB tried to find him. Yeah. He wrote letters to all the motor racing magazines, um, but that man has never stood forward and stepped up and said, yep, that was me. I'll tell you what, he moved very quick. You go back and look at what the TV caught of it, the car's still just coming to a stop and mm. he's over the fence. Like he, he knew the gravity of just how big a hit that was. Yeah, which, which I'm sure officialdom of the time probably frowned upon. But at the end of the day, I guess it's human instinct to go and help. Yeah. Whether you are an official official or you're not, um, there's someone in a bit of trouble and you can assist. So that's what the man did that day. And uh, I'm sure JB will be ever grateful for him to, to help him out of that car. But EB5 actually is also a starring car for us here at V8 Sleuth. Mm. It's a cover car. Yes. It's the car we selected to be on the cover of our Ford at Bathurst book. That, For those who don't know, this is a 360-page hardcover limited edition. Only 2,000 copies of this book exist. It is a photo of every single Ford to ever compete in the great race at Bathurst from 1963 to 2018, um, including cars that didn't start the race, whether they crashed or blew up or were a spare car or withdrawn. They're all in there. There's a full driver index. There's a breakdown decade by decade with some great chapters that you've put together for this book. For our V8 Sleuth podcast listeners who are listening to this podcast about EB5, which is sitting loud and proud on the cover of this book, we've got a discount code for you. So if you're looking for a Christmas present for someone who's a bit of a Blue Oval fan, yes, it's got every car. So don't ring us and text us and email us to ask, (laughs) has it got the Capris? Yes. Yes. Has it got the Escorts? Yes. Has it got the Falcons? All of them, yes. Has it got the Mustangs? And Cortinas as well. Sierras. And Sierras. And Mondeos. Hey, yes. From the two two-liter Bathurst 1000s, 1997 mm. and 1998. If you go to our website, v8sleuth.com.au, click on the store tab up the top of the menu, that'll take you to our online store. And when you go to the Ford at Bathurst book and you get to the checkout section, put the code into the discount code section. It is Ford Book 10. F-O-R-D-B-O-O-K-1-0. Ford Book 10. That'll give you a 10% discount. Perfect Christmas present. Absolutely. I'd, I know I'd be getting one if I didn't already have one. You've got one. You don't I need do, another yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of course, yeah. The, our V8 Sleuth online store, we should tell everyone too, not just uh, books, posters, prints, magazines, uh, the Falcon Files magazine's there as well. And, of course, you can pre-order our DJR Cars History book. It's due out early in 2020. We're still working on it. Um, these books that we do are limited edition 
publications. They're not generally available in all the big book retailers. We don't print 20,000 of them. Mm. They're very limited in their number. As evidenced by the HRT Cars book, which once it sold out, that was it. Yeah, gone, done, dusted. We only did a 1,000 copies of that book, Mm. which in hindsight we could have done and should have done some more because a lot of people missed out. Maybe one day we might do a second edition down the track with all new photos and and update some of the cars. But, uh, yeah, jump on the website, store.v8sleuth.com.au or go to our V8 Sleuth website and click on the store tab. That'll get you there. That's probably the easiest way to remember Mm. it. And the code for our Ford at Bathurst book to give yourself a discount, give yourself a Christmas present to yourself, let alone give it to Mm. anybody else. Ford Book 10, that's only applicable to our Ford at Bathurst book, 1963 to 2018. But, of course, if you ordered a copy of the Falcon Files magazine or Cars of the King, our magazine on all of Peter Brock's cars, for instance, you're going to pay the same postage because we'll yeah. just bang it all in together and yeah. send it out to you. So that's certainly one thing that we, um, we're big fans of is taking the history of the sport and putting it into ways and places that people can enjoy it. So that's what we do on this podcast. We've got a really big back catalogue now. What's your favourite episode of the Sleuth Podcast this year before we finish up? It's actually probably one of the ones that's yet to come out. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. What is so it? So stay tuned. No, can't Secret? spoil it for the oh, people. Oh, secrets. Yes, yeah. right. Okay, okay. But we've ha- look, let's put it this way. We've chatted to John Bauer. Mm. He was our ep one. Yep. We've sat in Mark Scase's office. We've sat in Dick Johnson's office. We've sat at Jim Richard's workshop. If I told you that 20 years ago that we would be doing that, you would have thought we were crazy. Oh, totally, yeah. We've covered off some classic cars too in our podcast series. Uh, subscribe so as you don't miss any of these podcasts and you'll know whenever that one goes live, whether it's Apple, Google, Spotify. Um, our classic car series has been a big hit this year. Mm. We've only done a handful of them. We did the Craig Lounge Green-Eyed Monster. We did Peter Brock's Beth HRT Commodore VP. And we did Jamie Winkup's Kate, the Team Vodafone Commodore that he won uh, Bathurst in and the championship in in 2011 and, and 2012. Which means this is our first classic car podcast where the car doesn't have a nickname. No, it doesn't, which is probably a good thing. Mm. I like nicknames of race cars, but... It can't be overused. It's got to be organic. No, they can't all have nicknames. No. EB5. Mm. That's what it is. Yeah. So it was the fifth... We should cover it off before we finish this podcast. <laughs> yeah. It was the fifth EB V8 race car built by uh, DJR. And actually, it was the last... Because the yeah. chassis six was built new as an EF, rather than a converted EB to EF, which was a bit of a process. Which, as we touched on earlier, that was the only DJR Falcon because it was an EF chassis that was a lightweight. Yeah, that's right. And, and then after that, they they stopped the practice of those <laughs> lightweight body shells. And I think even they're all Jones, called a bunch of naughty boys. Yeah, Alan Jones's new team had two ready to go, and they had to wheel them out and wait for some uh, non lightweight ones to arrive for those pack leader cars to be built. But that's our V8 Sleuth Classic Car Podcast. If you've got a suggestion of a car that you'd like to hear some more history on, by all means, get in touch via the website, fill out our email form and send us a note, or send us a note through socials on Facebook or Twitter or on Instagram. In the meantime, Will, thank you. Thank you. Thoroughly enjoyed going down memory lane, taking a look back at our V8 Sleuth Classic car, the Dick Johnson Racing Falcon EV Bathurst winner from 1994. Go through our back catalogue of podcasts. We'll have more soon on the V8 Sleuth Podcast. Bye for now.